Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Data Blitz podcast. Um, this is the Dynasty episode. Um, I missed the Madden episode yesterday, so I'm trying to get this out. Been very swamped with work. Um, so just dealing with that. Um, but found the time today to get this episode out. And uh, I guess we can jump right into it. Um, so just for review for those that may be new to the podcast. Um, we covered Dynasty and DFS. In addition to putting out Madden episodes uh, two, three times a week. Um, so normally what I do is I cover some of the recent news for the Dynasty episode. Um, and then go into Rookie Risers, Rookie Fallers, and then Overall Risers, Overall Fallers. That's it. Uh, usually it's about half hour. Um, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little less long, um, but that's kind of all that's about here. So, um, let's jump in to some of the news from the past week. Um, so Daniel Jones tore his ACL. Um, I, I don't know if it was confirmed or if it's just speculation at this point, but I'm going to assume that Daniel Jones tore his ACL. Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback for the Giants for the rest of the year. Um, maybe longer this rate but um i think that's an i hate to say it but that's like an overall plus uh for the giants i I think um darren waller should be able to get some fantasy like utilization um and it's not like their passing offense was good in the first place so i don't know it doesn't really matter from a fantasy perspective maybe darren waller gets some more touches um Cam Akers tore his Achilles for the second time. Um, this is worse than the J.K. Dobbins thing. Um, Cam Akers is going to maybe never take another snap again. Um, this is a guy that's fun to root for. It, it sucks. Um, but you can't do anything about it. Um, and hopefully he will be able to uh, make a recovery and, and get another paycheck or whatever, but I don't know if that's happening. Um, additionally, I mean, the, the the impact of the Cam Akers injury is pretty minimal. Like, Alexander Madison is going to get good touches for the rest of the year, and then they're probably going to draft somebody uh, in the second round or whatever. So, who, who cares? Um, sucks for Cam Akers, but from a fantasy perspective, it's completely irrelevant. Um, if you're still holding on hope for Cam Akers, uh see any running back that's torn their Achilles and don't do that again. Um, finally, Josh Dobbs. Um, Josh Dobbs is awesome. I could see him. I don't know. I liked him early on in, in Arizona and then like he kind of sucked and then he was awesome this past week. Uh, I just kind of wanted to bring it up because you know you could see him being the starter for the rest of the year in Minnesota what type of impact does that have on Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson? Um, I don't know. Maybe not a great one. Maybe, probably better than uh, whoever the hell the other guy was. But that's all for the news this week. Um, nothing crazy. Just feels like uh, another week, another quarterback goes down. That's been really weird this year. A lot of quarterback injuries. Tons. Um so that sucks, but 
that's about it. I mean, running back injuries, quarterback injuries, you, just, you never really expect those quarterback injuries. Uh, so let's jump into it. Um, from here, we go into the rookie riser section. So obviously the number one rookie riser of the week is CJ Stroud. Um, CJ Stroud just had the best like rookie game ever. Uh, rookie quarterback game, 470 yards, five touchdowns on 11.2 yards per attempt, some deep throws. Uh, I've seen 42 fantasy points. I've seen like 50 on DraftKings. I've seen like everywhere in between 40 and 50. It was an awesome game. Um, ran down the field with 40 seconds left, scored, won the game. Um, CJ Stroud is... The guy, like, I don't know. There's no question here. He's been incredible. He's coming off of the worst, like, game of his – is that the worst game of his career? I don't know, like 140 yards. Yeah, I guess he's coming off of the worst game of his career um, against Carolina, in which he had 66% completion. Maybe the one where he threw an interception with 48% completion was bad, but he had more yards in that game. Um, But C.J. Stroud, awesome. Makes his receivers look incredible. Makes tons of quick throws. Uh, feels like he really reads the field quickly. Um, I mean, I can't believe that there was uh, some questions about like what CJ Stroud was going to be coming into the league. I mean, there's always questions, but um, I don't know. I feel like CJ Stroud really impressed. Um has continued to impress and should be that guy going forward. It seemed like his decision-making was the biggest hit on him and that seems to be the biggest strength. So really big fan of CJ Stroud going forward. All right, that's pretty much all I got for CJ Stroud. Um, you know, just really awesome. Seems like his decision-making is really great. Throwing the ball deep and not throwing any interceptions, really. Um, he's, he's really special, so... I'm excited to watch him for the rest of his career. I drafted him in an auction draft instead of picking a receiver just because of the positional value. Um, but I, I had the need at receiver. And I have CJ Stroud now instead of that. Um, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, and Tua, which is pretty cool. Uh, well, hopefully Bryce turns it around. Um, <clears throat> so the next riser here is kind of another obvious one. Guys tied to tank. Or got, whoop. Guys tied to CJ Stroud. He is Tank Dell. Um, Tank Dell has, you know, honestly, like had a couple incredible games, a couple not so good games. Um, coming off another one of those incredible games, he 11 targets, six receptions, two touchdowns, 114 yards, and about 30 fantasy points. Um, you know, there's not much to say here. This guy's tied with CJ Stroud. Uh, there's a chance that he does lose his, you know, wide receiver one, wide receiver two status on that team. But I'm a big fan of him, at least this season. Um, you know, maybe if you could trade him for like a first and a second, somehow able to do that. Maybe just a first. I would do that. Um, Cause there's no guarantees about his positional security going forward. Um, but, you know, Tank Dell, really good receiver, uh, tied in there. I think he's going to at least be the wide receiver two on that team um, going forward. So I don't see him falling out of 
of really the rotation there. So he's going to be there with CJ Stroud uh, when CJ Stroud asked the team to draft Tank Dell. So big fan of him. Um, so then we move on to the running back position here. And for the first and I guess only running back rookie riser I have this week, uh, it's Keaton Mitchell. Um, you know, nine carries, one reception, 134 yards, um, and a touchdown. Coming off a great week. People are saying that he's going to be the um, the running back one there. I'm not sure about that. I do feel like Gus Edwards, Justice Hill have been around for a long time. Um, but Keaton Mitchell is crazy fast. He ran a 4.37. Um, so I could see him being... You know, that continued change of pace back there. Uh, potentially like a Gus, Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell, one-two punch. I know Justice Hill used to be kind of the speed guy there. Uh, feels like he, I think he tore his AC or Achilles or something, and he lost that uh, speed. But Keaton Mitchell is what you want Justice Hill to be. Um, would I start him this week against Cleveland? No. Um, but definitely a riser going from undrafted to having that great game against Seattle this past week. Um, and then the third, no, the fourth and final riser here um, is Luke Musgrave. So Luke Musgrave has kind of struggled to get volume all season long. Uh, he had one game in week three with eight targets, six receptions, um, 49 yards, kind of fine. But this past week, four receptions, or th- four targets, three receptions, 51 yards, and touchdown. Um, the biggest thing that's the positive here is that the Packers won and Jordan Love didn't look terrible, terrible. So honestly, take that and run with it. Um, there's been a lot of questions in my head about this, uh, about Jordan Love and the Packers future. So I don't know. Um, it's good to see that there might be some stability in Green Bay. Uh, but we will see as the season progresses. But, you know, Luke Musgrave is an athletic freak. Um, he's only 23. I think he has plenty more time there. Um, and so just as he gets, you know, a little bit more warmed up, hopefully he gets another couple 50-yard games. Um, we might be able to see something great. Um, so then I have one more guy here for the rookie risers, and it's Dalton Kincaid. Um, Dalton Kincaid is really leading the charge uh, in that kind of underneath and short passing yardage situation. Uh, he's kind of become that main guy for Josh Allen. Um, and it's pretty great to see. Uh, so this past week he had 11 targets, 10 receptions, 81 yards. Just super consistent. The past three weeks he's had 15.5 fantasy points, 17.5, and then 16.1. Um this is what you wanted. If you drafted Dalton Kincaid, you're getting what you wanted. Um, Sam Laporta is still great, but like Dalton Kincaid is the guy that's supposed to be this guy. Uh, he was, you know, first round, a mid first round pick or late first round pick. Um, so yeah, Dalton Kincaid has really shown out. Um, so that concludes the rookie risers. So now we can just jump right over into the rookie fallers. And that team that I have that has Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud really 
felt some kind of way this week because Bryce Young is the biggest faller. Um, you know, he's just through three picks. I mean, he's he's started to look a little bit better. He's, you know, week one, he had 52.6% completion. Uh, week five, 61. But, you know, this was kind of a regression from this past three, four weeks. Um, 61.5% completion, 173 yards, averaging 4.4 yards per attempt. The opposite of CJ Stroud, um, one touchdown, three interceptions. Only highlight here was 41 rushing yards, but I don't know about that. Um, it just feels like he really struggled this week. And he did that on 39 pass attempts, which is like the second highest of the season. 39 pass attempts, 173 yards. Um, they just need a receiver. Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, uh, Get prepared to get paid and move to Carolina. Um, it's kind of all that you have going for you here is that they have the cap space to get a receiver. Um, so that's what they're going to go do. Um, really, trading DJ Moore was kind of a, an idiot move. Um, it's kind of upsetting um, that they did that, but it's all right. Um, going forward, they should be able to get that receiver. Um, it just feels like they really set him up poorly. Adam Thielen might not be as matchup proof as we thought. He's he may be matchup proof, but he's not Bryce Young proof. Um, so Bryce Young, number one faller. Um, another guy here is uh, obviously Quentin Johnson. Um, I don't know what to do with this like information here. He's running routes at like a seventy percent rate. Um, and this past week we had Josh Palmer out and Quentin Johnson was still only able to get, sorry, I'm pulling up the stats. I always forget that the Monday night games don't update in time. Um, Quentin Johnson was still only to get able to get, uh, three targets, two receptions. It's just like Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Josh Palmer when he's around, and then, I don't know, like nothing else. But there somehow there was room when Mike Williams was there to fit in Josh Palmer. Um, I know they didn't throw the ball a bunch. Um, Justin Herbert had 30 attempts, but that's still enough to where, you know, 10% target percentage is, like, not, not great. You want to see something up closer to 15-20 at this point in the season when – He's the number two receiver. Um, so, I don't know. Quinn Johnson going to continue to struggle. Maybe one day he'll break out. If you drafted him, you're pissed right now. Um, so, that's all we got there. Um, next guy here, this is kind of a weird one because he, he, his team destroyed but he wasn't able to get really much out of it um zay flowers zay flowers one target one reception 11 yards i don't really know what happened um just feels like the game kind of went away from him and that's fine you're gonna have games like that let's hope it's not a trend um next week they play cleveland though 
I know Cleveland's probably going to stop the rushing game. Um, but they're also really good against the wide receiver position. Um, so hoping they target Mark Andrews a little bit more. Cleveland targets Mark Andrews a little bit more. Um, and we're able to see some success for Zay Flowers next week. Um, okay. Next up for rookie fallers, uh, Bijan. Um, it's not really Bijan's fault. It's the sad part. It's just like he's not getting used the way that he should be, and he continues to not get used the way he should be. And Arthur Smith is famous for this. I mean, like, come on, dude. You you have Drake London, Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts. You add up the, the positions where those guys were drafted, it's like 15. They're like like they average like the fifth overall pick for those three guys. Um it's I don't know what you're doing. Um Taylor Heineke was kind of fine enough, but not really. Um, but it's mostly Bijan's eleven attempts, four targets, two receptions. Next week they do go into Arizona. Um right, yeah. Fourth worst against, uh, or fifth worst against running back receptions or rushes, um, and then fourth worst against running back receptions. Um, so I'm a big fan of Tyler Algier next week against Arizona. Um, I think Tyler Algier uh, is going to eat. I will use him in DFS, and then when Bijan inevitably goes off, he can be my rookie riser next week. So I win either way, um, and I have Bijan on one of my teams, and I traded like three firsts to get him. So um, I don't know. Bijan one day will break out, maybe when Arthur Smith is gone. Um, and the next rookie faller is Michael Mayer. Uh, it's kind of just like a throw-in because I didn't really feel that strongly about this, but, you know, two receptions. I mean, he's been like the rookie for like three weeks in a row, but two receptions, 11 receiving yards. Uh, Aiden O'Connell didn't really look his way. Um, I don't know. Michael Mayer is – he is going against one of the worst um, defenses in terms of tight end points allowed in the Jets this upcoming week, but I just don't – think it's gonna happen uh we'll see what the coaching decisions uh go into going forward maybe they do get him more involved but like he had like one fake breakout and then he's been done uh so that concludes the rookie section so that's rookie risers rookie fallers um so then we can move on um over to the overall risers and overall fallers um and so to start, I want to talk about Baker Mayfield. <clears throat> um, Baker looks like he could be a franchise quarterback again. I mean, it's kind of impressive that he put up like 70% completion, 265, uh, 8.8 yards per attempt, two touchdowns against Houston. Um, I'm feeling really good about that for Baker. Uh, he's coming off like three great weeks. He has four interceptions each, all of them like in a row this year. 
but um feels like Baker has kind of found himself again. There's not really any expectations. Um, definitely a big fan of Baker going forward. If you have him, he's probably going to be the starter in Tampa Bay for a bit. Um, so I would take that and run with it and be happy about it. So awesome. All right. Um, next up, we have Jonathan Taylor. I am a JC stand. This guy is incredible. Watched him play in college. Um, ran a four three nine. Um, you know, former track star, but also he's two hundred twenty six pounds and five ten. Um, JT definitely got more work this past week. Uh, against Carolina, eighteen carries, five receptions, sixty nine yards, and a touchdown. Um, just really liking to see him get more worked in um, going forward. You know, he's going to be there for a bit. He has a fat contract, so uh, just a big fan of Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and we will take that. It feels like Zach Moss is no more in Indianapolis. Um, and then Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson has taken back his wide receiver one role on uh, the Steelers. He had... You know, in week eight, 14 targets, eight receptions, 85 yards. In week nine, nine targets, seven receptions, a touchdown, 90 yards. Um, This dude's been awesome for years and years and years. Um, If if you've had him, you know that. He's like a wide receiver one. Um, But, I don't know, Deontay Johnson has... There was always been questions about, like, does he deserve it? Uh, But now he's back, and Kenny Pickett uh, can rely on him. And, you know, who really struggles with that is George Pickens. So, uh, Diva George Pickens out. Um, Another guy that I think did really well this week is Jahan Dotson. Uh, This is a guy, I think he was in the same spot last week. But just seems like he's continuing the trend of, Know, touchdown, eight to set targets, uh, you know, 17 points this week. Big fan of that. Uh, he did this against Philly and New England, which are two pretty good defenses. So awesome for Jahan Dotson. Um, really think that he's coming forward with Sam Howell as his quarterback. Um, additionally, we have Dalton Schultz here. Dalton Schultz, uh, Tight end one this week. This is a guy that I mentioned. I don't know what week it was. It was probably like week six. I don't know. Um, as a guy that is, he's a, if you can trade like a first for him, go do it. Like he's a guy that's tied with CJ Stroud for a bit. CJ Stroud's been looking his way. Uh, 11 targets, 10 receptions, and a touchdown last week for 130 yards, 27 points. That's awesome. Uh, Dalton Schultz is going to be getting that volume that we want him to get. Feels like he's worked into the game plan. Uh, feels like CJ Stroud's looking his way. Basically, all my dynasty rises are people that CJ Stroud sees every day. Um, so that's pretty sweet. Um, and then we can jump over into the fallers. Uh, the first guy I have here is Geno Smith. Geno Smith's 33, so it's not like you're going to be having him for much longer. <clears throat> it's probably got like one or two more years of good production. And this year's highest place is quarterback eight in week two. 
uh, against Detroit. And then besides that, he's like quarterback 16, uh, both against Cleveland and Cincinnati. But this guy is like kind of falling off hard. Um, I don't know. This past week, 46% completion, 156 yards, 5.6 yards per attempt. Uh, he's been throwing in the last four games. He has six interceptions. Um, feels like Geno Smith has regressed a little bit. You get some pressure on him. He panics. Um, I, I just steer clear of Geno. I feel like nobody was buying him really last year. Like he's old. He's like the same age as Russ, I think. Um, but you know, just tough to see. Uh, Geno Smith is not that dude. So, um, next guy I have here as a faller is Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard might break out this week against the Giants. Uh, I fully know that. Um, but you know, coming off of a game with twelve carries, one target, he gets twelve carries and five targets. Uh, it just feels like he started off really hot. He is the running back five in week one. Then 12, 13. Week four rolls around, running back 26. Week five, running back 28. Um, I don't know. I, I know he doesn't really have a contract either. Um, he might not be on Dallas for very long. He, he could be looking at like a James Conner situation where he like maybe goes to like the Panthers, even though they pay Miles Sanders a bunch of money uh, or something like that. But I I don't see Tony Pollard being really good this year uh, or really in the future. I feel like he's kind of done. Like it's sad, but if somebody's offering you a trade for Tony Pollard, do not, do not take that. He's a guy that's not going to, be great going long term. Um, another guy I have here is Elijah Moore, finally. But I'm going to say it right now. Elijah Moore is going to have his breakout game next week. I'm calling it. Calling my shot. This is part of the podcast where we talk about Elijah Moore. Uh, he This past week, he got like two targets, two receptions, 14 yards. Uh, that was a significant difference in the trend that we saw earlier in the year of getting like seven, nine, nine, four, seven, seven targets. Elijah Moore is breaking out this week, and I am going to be holding a parade when he does. Um, they're going up against Baltimore. I know Baltimore has been good against opposing wide receivers. Uh, Amari Cooper finally went off this past week. I feel like that's like his first time going off this year. Elijah Moore is next. Just keep your eye on that. Heard it here first. Um, and finally, we have Dallas Goddard. Um, Dallas Goddard got hurt this past week, I believe. Um, so it just sucks for him. Um, I, I think he has like some potentially long-duration forearm injury. Um, so this is a guy that... I think he could be hurting a little bit. He's 29, um, and I don't know. Like he, he has a lot of good metrics, but like he's kind of not been getting tons and tons of volume. He had 
one good breakout game in week five where he was a tight end two. Uh, week eight, he was a tight end five. Um, but those are his only two games over 10 points. So, like, just feel like he hasn't been used that much. A.J. Brown's been kind of taking everything away from everybody else on that team. And I'm hoping that uh, Devonta Smith can get that going as well. And I just don't think Dallas is going to contribute this year. Next year, he'll be like 30 at this time. Um, I know tight ends last a little bit longer, but we'll, we'll see what that looks like. Um, but I just think he's, his value took a little bit of a hit this past week with the injury um, and just the lack of production that we've seen kind of this whole season. Um, that's it. That's all I got. Um, I thought this was a quicker episode. I feel like I covered a lot though. Um, let me know if you have any feedback, uh, like follow for wherever you're listening, uh, subscribe and appreciate you for tuning in. So have a good one.